Welcome back, or welcome to the Learning Lab Podcast. Thank you for joining us. So in today's episode, I'm happy to introduce you to Patricia Jones. In this conversation, we talk with her about being a business owner, a consultant, a board member of the Future If community, which explores the future of work. And there's also many other insights and interesting and meaningful stories shared by Patty in today's conversation. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, I'm here with Patricia Jones or Patty Jones um, on the learninglab.live. Patricia is a business owner, a CEO, and managing director of Connected Arrows International. Um, Essentially, Patty, it's a consulting organization, correct? Consulting speaking, yes. Awesome. And you're also a board member currently um, of the Future If community. which is a community of business leaders, authors, and futurists who come together um, and explore what sounds like what if uh, technologies and ideas and situations. Sounds like a really awesome organization to be a part of. Um, Patty, so welcome. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And the Future If Group is an extraordinary group. It it really is um, a huge focus on the future of work, where things are headed, and it includes people from around the world, many leaders of organizations, and people who want to actually, you know, make sure that organizations are successful in this in this new future of work environment. So that that's pretty much what we're aiming for here too with uh, the Learning Lab, and that's uh, pretty pretty cool. So I mean, we're there's tons of conversations happening around the future of work right now with. Uh, artificial intelligence, which I'm sure you're aware of, and the gig economy. And um, so maybe we can explore that in a little bit. So I guess um, if you're, if you're okay with it, um, let's paint a picture for our listeners, Um, maybe the the teenage years or the early college years. Um, Take us back to maybe your uh, uh, senior year self of high school embarking on on college assuming you went to college or jumping into a career or vacation vocation um what what was it like then um and what were the things that came or come to mind now in reflection that you used in your decision making process when you headed off uh to 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 after high school absolutely so first i'd say it's interesting because i don't often reflect back and, you know, just thinking ahead. So, you know, it was kind of a, I'd say somewhat of a tumultuous time. A, um, while I was in high school, my, our house burnt down. And so best laid plans had to shift. And uh, as our house burnt down, uh, my parents had chosen that we were going to make a big change as to where we would live. So the latter part of last year of my high school was living somewhere new, um, having an entirely different group of people. And it was, you know, just every single thing was new. Uh, In fact, when I say that, I mean like everything burnt. So even everything I was wearing on my body was, was new. So, you know, it was pretty, you know, impactful and kind of 
interesting to go from, in, in this case, I was in a parochial school, very, very intense curriculum, um, happened to have a, a requirement even in that parochial school to learn Polish, um, and then came into a public school environment. And, you know, it was interesting to kind of, in my particular situation, kind of contrast, you know, the education that I had at the final year versus what I had for a number of years in the parochial school. And yeah, I can um, yeah it, you know, it was, it was quite different in that there was a heavy level of discipline. There was just very high expectations about what it meant to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was also a high level of community, meaning that when you came into the school, they actually had you pair up with like a senior and that senior will help, would help you and kind of guide you through some of what you're experiencing. And so I'd never had that before until I was in that parochial school. So that was, that was interesting. And often what happens is that the, these seniors would take out and they would group us, right? So it'd be several seniors with several, you know, like freshmen or, you mm-hmm. know, and, and they would actually create the community among, you know, like a number of us that, that came into the school. So, so that was interesting. And I'd have to say that that person, that person in, in high school was pretty shy. That is not who I am today. A lot's just changed. But I would say that at that point, I, I wasn't very expressive. And certainly in my mind, you know, thought I needed to follow the rules. I think that my mindset was there. And then in that last year of high school and kind of thinking about my career to, to really kind of hone in on your question, you know, there, there were certain things that I felt my parents were kind of presenting, right? Like, this is where success is. This is what success looks like, right? You're going you're gonna to go into a business role. Um, so I think that that swayed my decision, right? Like, that's what success is. Like, that's, that's not, you know, there's, there's really, that's it, right? I think that in my particular case, I think that other families see success differently, but that's, that's what it was for me. And I have to say, I mean, I had, I had like part-time jobs since very, very early. And, um, and those kind of influenced me because even early on, you could see how work environments were, were different, even in a part-time. So I knew that there was one thing I wasn't going to do. And what was that? Food industry. Okay. One of my part-time jobs was working at a donut place, a donut place. So I still do not eat donuts and, and it permeated my soul. I I mean, it was like, you, you could not get that out of your skin, your hair, your, um, so I think for me, it's just been something that has helped me decide that, being in a food environment is not something 
that that I enjoy. So some of my early experiences were already helping me to kind of figure out some of the things that didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And then I think those other messages were, were pretty clear. So I think that, you know, for me, I never thought too that school could ever be by itself, right? Like, it's not like I would go to school and not work. Mm-hmm. That really wasn't, I, I never was a thought, let alone right. a choice. Right. So I think for me, I continued educating myself throughout my entire life, but I've always held a role as while I've been doing that. So I would say my first, my first real business role came from working at a, uh, one of those places. (laughs) So we're, um, you know, I was, I graduated quite young. So I was working quite young mm-hmm. and um, it more came from happenstance, right? It wasn't like, I'm like, I want to work at this company and I want to do, you know, like this kind of a job. So my first job was with a, um, well, I'm going to share it. It was with Kemper uh, Financial Services, right? And I only found that because somebody that I was working with got a, a role there, right? And then they're like, oh, I like it, right? So I'm like, oh, I'll go get a job there. And the cool thing that happened was I had, like still to this day, the most amazing leader ever. Her name was Christy. And um, I mean, I can see her in my mind. I will share that she is um, a character right? Red hair, wore flamboyant outfits, but she was such an amazing leader. So, and and when I say that, it means that she really wanted to make sure that I was successful and that she created opportunity for me and helped me develop. That's that's amazing. Yeah. It was, it truly was. And you know, I was, I ended up in what, in a claim department and that's where I was working with, with Christy and, and the world was navigating right where technology was, where I would say where the finances were, like where the money was, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so at, at that point though, they, they didn't really have good curriculum. And so companies actually were had in-house right and they developed you kind of from zero all the way so that you were proficient so my first technology role was because christy knocked on a whole other department's door and said i have this incredible person this is what you know she would she wants to do and uh so she like made sure that I got in this program, which was only for very select individuals. So she made a huge impact. Now, um, you know, there was a number of other things that she did, like actually, like, let me open a claim department in another, you know, state. Wow. And, you know, and I was really young. And um, so she was, she was one of the pivots. 
in my career. And so this is me just, just as I've come out of high school, right? I'm, I'm now decided after taking the in-house program that I'm going to actually go for a degree. And so then I go for a degree in, uh, in technology. So I, I ended up getting, you know, a degree in that. So that was my first degree. And I'd have to say going through that degree was pretty challenging. It was work. Mm -hmm. I should have listened to that a little more. Right. I wasn't like, I am having a blast. I cannot wait to finish coding this. (laughs) There was that never, but I was very driven. Um, um, well, yeah, it sounds, it sounds like uh, you certainly have uh, grit and tenacity and the um, ability to not only see the opportunities and take them upon reflection or know yourself. So, I mean, there's so many threads there that were like interesting throughout that, that piece right there. The, I'm sorry for the, the challenge of, of the fire in your family losing your home but you rose to that challenge. Right. And then the opportunities that you had that came from that. And then the awareness that you had and the, um, of the differences in the, uh, the high schools and the education that you were receiving, um, super interesting, like thread there for, for anyone listening with like seniors helping underclassmen. That's, great. Like that's a great community, uh, building piece of your, the school you went through, um, and awareness to avoiding the food industry, you know, cause I, I can attest and relate to that as a former, uh, bus boy, waiter, bartender, the whole thing, you know, the only thing I didn't do was cook. I mean, that's probably, that was a good thing though. Um, but yeah, you know, to work in that it's, it's, um, long hours, long nights, every weekend, every holiday. Um, you know, my uncle had a restaurant for when I was a young kid, um, not here in New Jersey, but in DC. Um, and I saw some of the challenges or heard about the challenges that he faced when, when, uh, he did that, you know, prior to me, uh, in high school. And it's, yeah, anyway, not to knock the industry, but it's not for everybody. And you knew that, which is, which is great. Um, and an amazing leader, uh, having this woman, Christy, take you under her wing and help create opportunities for you. And then, you know, all before really having a degree, which is amazing too. Um, that's not, I'm imagining that's, uh, not always a common story, you know, or a common path that people get, get on. Yeah. Thank you for hearing all of that. I, you know, I, I think as we move through my story, what you're going to find is that um, having that, you know, person who is so amazing, then when I'm moving through, I mean, that didn't always end up being the case, sure. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm a big believer that who you work for in the environment that you work for has a enormous impact on who you get to be in that mm-hmm. environment. Yep. And you know, your ability to really contribute at a level that you would want to contribute mm-hmm. and how much can you elevate your ideas? Yes. So I think that 
it's my number one actually is who I'm working for and with Mm -hmm. Um, is, is, you know, that, that is so critical for me. Um, Anyways. I agree. I guess I should probably tell you what happened after that. uh, Yeah. Don't don't let me. Right. Yep. And I, and I had the non-fun, but Yes. The grit was there. I got through the degree. I moved through a number of different roles, um, even as deep as something called a database administrator, which is like super technical. And I would say to my say that um, that was even looking back, I don't want to say I have regrets. Right. But I did not know myself well. And I made a lot of decisions for me from my head. And, you know, got out my checklist, but I didn't think I would, I really understood myself. And so I applied for this role for this DBA, right? And, and I came back and the team I was working for said, we really want to take you into a leader role, right? Mm-hmm. And so I went back and forth and back and forth. And this, this, I desperately wish I would see what did the path look like if I'd have understood myself. I really, at that point, it, it, the analytics were not enough. I made the wrong decision in my mind. Um, but I didn't know that then. Mm. Um, so I took the role of the DBA. And this is going to be interesting. Two weeks into the role, they have, I'm the least senior person on the team. And it is a team of 25 people. Hmm. And this woman named Julia, who is considered the most senior person in the whole technical environment that works with the business, had to name her successor. She named me. Wow. The cool thing was she saw what I couldn't see. Hmm. She saw that I had this ability to work with a lot of diverse people that I could connect um, things that were strategic to non-strategic. I could get things done, corral people, really make things happen, but also be really strategic. Mm-hmm. And that that was an uncommon trait. And, yeah. and just that, so the ability to bring ideas together, people together, and and move from strategic to non-strategic. And, and um, so... My good fortune, I ended up, this, this, the, the, it, the decision reversed itself. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Um, That's awesome. I mean, to have somebody like notice that and just, you know, create another opportunity for you is, is uh, it's wonderful. Right. You know, and, I mean, at the time, I'm, I'm sure you felt ecstatic about that. I was thrilled, but I have to tell you, so if you remember, you're in this big environment. Remember, I talked about all these people that were very senior to me, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, what? What? Right. Wait a minute. <laughs> right? Like, so, so So how did you handle that? Yeah. So I'd have to say... I don't think at first I, I really knew it, right? Like I was, 
fairly young in my career, and I have to say I didn't really know. But I just think I was, in this particular case, um, there was someone who really, really wanted it. Mm-hmm. And this person and I were very paired up. And so over time, that person ended up being able to see how his skill set was different. Mm, right. In that um, mostly his ability to interact with people was different. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that as people got to know me, they, they, they loved the decision. But basically, I felt like I just needed to own it. At that point, there were probably some missed opportunities to like probably have a conversation with people, but I wasn't evolved, I think. Right. Enough. Um, you know, I know we have some questions maybe coming about listening, right? And I think, you know, I, I still think I'm like listening is the most important skill. Mm-hmm. I think really hearing people, mm-hmm. and I still think I'm working on it, but I'd say at that point in time, I, I, I probably miss things, you know, fortunately, I think I was in a good environment and, you know, was able to really be successful, Mm -hmm. but that could have gone all wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, so, so would you recommend to, uh, and this might not be exactly your, and I don't think it is your current role today, but would you recommend that if, even if a person wants a career in technology, a database administrator, um, a software engineer, a, I, I don't know, front end developer, I don't know, some, some general terms that come to mind, even if that's what uh, a person is striving to become, is it, is communication still the most important skill? And let's just call that, let's wrap up speaking and clarifying thoughts and ideas and written communication, verbal communication. But the the point that you're making, um, I think, uh, being able to listen. And, and in a technology case, that, that could be listening for collaboration and team orientation and moving the organization or the team or a department on the right path and we're all working together or even on a user um, experience end and to employ um, the design thinking process for, you know, building the technology for the person it's intended for. And and also not building the wrong or the technology for a, um, the wrong problem or the raw and creating a solution that wasn't um, needed perhaps. Yeah. Extremely good point. Okay. I would say that there's a couple of things. I think communication, right. And mm-hmm. it, and it communication is, is the listening side and it's being able to communicate in a lot of different formats. Right. Cause everybody right. It, like not everybody likes it the way that let's say I would like it or you would like it. Mm-hmm. What I discovered is being able to figure out, how to communicate and in what vehicle, right? And what I mean by vehicle is some people love to be communicated to verbally. Some mm-hmm. people like to be, have written communication. Right. A lot of detail. Some people like a little detail. So 
being able to understand it at an individual and group level and maybe not just the immediate people that you're working with, but kind of where does this ultimately have to go to? Mm-hmm. And am I, am I preparing enough that it's, that I'm thinking not just narrowly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think learning that is powerful. I think it's how it's the difference of being moving up in your career or not. It's a difference on, um, you know, like when people want to work with you. Right. So I think that that is, is really helpful and how to, how to kind of, I think weave in critical thinking and problem solving. It wasn't till later in my education that I actually took a critical thinking class. And I was like, why isn't this taught in like from kindergarten on up? Hmm. Um, I'd have to say that I didn't really have all the skills in that area. So I think critical thinking, communication, and problem solving. Wow. I think that and then the wrapper around that is being able to adapt and change mm-hmm. and help yep. others adapt and change. So yep. those would be what I wish I'd learned early on because regardless of what role you take or what deep skills you have, be it the technology skills you talked about mm-hmm. or in the food industry. Yep. If you have those, um, they make all the difference to me. Right. Yeah. So no matter the uh, content specific area or industry you end up in or anyone ends up in, right. The, the, the main skills to be able to uh, grow in that career and in that industry and, and move up or take on leadership roles are critical thinking, being a problem solver, um, communication, practicing empathy, um, good listener, but then also like all wrapped up in all of that, there's other like layers to it. Right. You know, so every industry has its own, um, uh, way in which, um, people within it communicate with one another. And then what are the, like all those modalities of, um, what's expected, like either industry standards or, um, even culture and how we communicate, right? Like certain, you know, certain cultures, it's, it's perfectly acceptable organizational cultures I'm speaking of, um, to, you know, uh, email regularly, right. 24 seven. Right. But then there's, you know, what is the expectation to respond to those emails? Um, or organizations are totally like, Hey, we don't email on the weekends and we're good with that. And I can't recall which organization uh, that was that I read about recently, but they, they like, it's part of their culture. We don't email on weekends and don't, you should not be emailing your team. Um, We actually pride ourselves on creating space for uh, you know, one to have a personal life Um, you know? So yeah, I mean, there's just so many layers to that. Um, but I think the main points that 
went off on a tangent there a little bit, but um, the main points were critical thinking, problem solving, communication, um, industry knowledge, uh, content. You know, the thing that I would say is, you know, people don't have to wait until they're in jobs. Right. Roles and careers. Mm -hmm. I think that they can do this with their family, right? So they want to influence something that they view as a problem. This is a problem. Right. Um, And I would say, you know, I would say, remember, there's a story like Meghan Markle actually saw the commercial and um, felt it was biased. And actually, like as a very young person, wrote a letter to the people who sponsored the commercial. I don't remember which one it was, but they actually like took the commercial off the air. So, you know, this is in, you know published information, but I think that there is opportunities before you even enter into your career where you can see things. And um, even with your friends, like practice being a listener, um, I think can happen really early. I I just wish that I had, like, that would be my wish. All these things that we just talked about, I wish I'd have figured them out and had stronger capability in those areas really early because it all would be different. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Why, why do you think it would be different? Because I think that all, you know, like, I don't know that for certain, but my, my Mm. guess is that, right. People are what make have made all the difference in my career. The big pivots that have happened in my career have been because of my interaction with people. So the stronger that is, the that's that's I mean that's that's how it all changes. Mm-hmm. So each one of these things that I just talked to you about, when I got good at them or better at them, things changed for me. Right. Well, that's the one constant, right? Like philosophically, right? I, I think you hit on it too about being adaptable, right? That's the one thing that is always constant is change, right? And then you're in an industry, technology, you know, that certainly change, changes faster than most professional industries and cultures too. So, um, but I guess the one thing too that I can, from an outsider, you know, like it looks, it looks like very positive in that people around you teams superiors maybe uh saw leadership qualities in you and um nudged you in different directions and caused pivots um you know and and then only after testing those ideas or those opportunities do we really even know if we're you know gonna enjoy them um, you know, maybe the one or two, you know, and jest, I could say like, well, Patty, there's this company, they make really greasy hamburgers. You want to go work on their technology in the back, in the restaurant. You'd be like, no, no, that's not, not going in the restaurant industry. Even if I am working on technology, I don't know. It's a bad joke, but, but I guess if you know, like you, you knew enough to take those opportunities for the ones that felt like a good fit at that time, you know? Um, 
Yeah, go I ahead. Just tell you, uh, I just want to tell you, so there's a couple of other pivots. that. Have yeah, been. go for it. And because I know we're not to where you're at right now so in, in your yeah, career. So, yeah. so I, I'd say that the, the next thing that I think would be important is that I end up having to go back into a technology role. Um, based upon economics, right? Mm. They're like, oh, we need you to be here in this deep technical role, okay. which was not a fit, right? But fortunately, after some time in a really uncomfortable position, um, I sat across the table from our new CTO mm-hmm. and had no idea he would be there. In fact, I didn't even think I would be there. And at the, by the end of the evening, he said, I'm going to give you half my time with the CEO. You need to be prepared. So what happened is that we had this discussion about the obstacles in the organization wow. and how removing them would have, you know, such a dramatic effect in so many ways. Right. And so because I had that opportunity was able to really bring people together, right? Because that's what I like to do. It's mm-hmm. not just me I'm representing. I know, what I do know about me is that I'm more about other people than I am about me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to come to the table like this is about me. No, this is about everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's where my strength lies in being a good leader. Yeah. Is it's about them. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think that's like, it's not a good thing, but most of the time I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But, but anyways, I, I came to the table and I was able to, they created a role for me to lead cultural change. That's awesome. From a conversation. Wow. That today is the most impactful thing I have ever had the opportunity to do. People stepped up and were so like wanting to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So it ended up that while people had their, their regular roles, they were also on my team in an informal role, driving this forward. They allowed me, it was my first time I had the opportunity to address the entire organization and, you know, I brought my team with me. <laughs> and, and so I guess the point there is the moments that change their traject- trajectory are not always plans, mm-hmm. right? 100%. Like this was, this did not just change for me how I saw my work. It's changed how I saw myself. It's changed mm-hmm. how I saw where I wanted to be in the world. And right. I mean, it was, this was enormous. It changed, you know, it was an environment though. I will say that it was the first time you know, like they talk about like singers, like they just like, it's not work or like there's, a, there's certain people who feel like, like you're in the zone, yeah. right? You're like, you're, you're working like work. You have all right. this energy for it. You were working in your flow state, right? Like every day, all yeah. day. That's awesome. So I kind of thought that was, I don't know, not really, you know, like, it's for like the 0.1% of population. Um, and I have to say, I don't know if you can sustain that over time. It, mm-hmm. it, it can, that's amazing. Um, but I kind of think sometimes you have to get uncomfortable again and, and then get into flow state. 
mm-hmm. but um, was able to do that for over a year and a half. And then there actually, the next opportunity came because kind of no one wanted to do something. So there was a merger integration that needed to be done. They acquired a company and no one wanted to do it. Hmm. And uh, because I had the business skills, technical skills, the behavior change skills, the how do you bring all things together skills. They're like, would, would you do it? And I said, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was so funny that everyone else was looking at it like it was ugly and no. And, you know, yeah. like, and I didn't see it that way at all. Right. Um, well, that, that's, that's, therein lies the mindset and the skill that leads to success. I, I, I would say, you know, it's the, the rest of the team where, where people are running one way away from the, the, the big, nasty, challenging, you know, problem, hard work. Right. And then you're running towards it. So, you know, that's, that's a mindset and that's amazing that you have that. And, um, I think personally, that's something that, you know, like we have to work, we collectively, you know, not we, um, it's not a job for an individual maybe, you know, but it's, it's, we need to teach that. We need to find ways to incorporate that and teach kids to find problems and, uh, see them as opportunities. Right. Yeah. And, and that still is where I, my primary focus is today is, mm actually helping people have a way to solve problems in organization, having everyone be part of it and have a way to communicate amongst each other. Right. So, so that it just makes problem solving organizationally uh, so much better. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're wanting to accelerate this, but what I would say is, you know, at that point, I had these two juicy projects. Now, I have to tell you that I've kind of hit upon all the pivots. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I worked for some other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd have to say they were like trying to take a square peg and put it in a round hole. And I tried to be a round hole. Mm. You know, I tried to be a round object. Right. There were plenty of times where I was like, I don't, you know, that, that why don't I think like them? Right, right, right. It never occurred to me at that point, like... It wasn't a fit. Maybe I'm not in the right place. Right, right. You know? Um, and some of the times I've I've truly needed to be a round hole. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had to, like, squish myself into a... And that was the right thing to do. Right. So, um, but I guess to follow that is that this cultural change was brought so much... Like I was so alive mm-hmm. and I just, there was some innate skills that had, you know, I got, I had the chance to really surface. And then I had all these people come together and saw like what they could bring to this, like all the problems of the organization. I'm like, I want to do that. Who mm-hmm. does that? Right. 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 Um, and people weren't leaving organizations then, but I did without a role. And, and I went out and I'm, I, I ended up, while I was kind of figuring this out, working on a startup. And again, it was because somebody was in one of the classes I was teaching and, mm-hmm. and they're like, would you talk to a physician? He's thinking about building a business. And again, I said, 
Yes. Uh, so I'd say some of that went well. There was a lot of lessons learned there, but in the end, it was a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, I mean, you know, to me, it kind of sounds like even before the the um, term was thrown around, like in the last few years of the connection economy, it, you're like living proof that the connection economy exists existed even when and before there was LinkedIn and, you know, social media networks and business networks online, you were using connections. No, no, excuse me. Connections were gravitating towards you because you were solving the problems that you've already proven yourself with, or you had the mindset and the strategies, skill set and the communication skills to be able to solve other people's problems. So people found you, you know, even before it was termed a connection economy. Yeah. I think that that happened. I will say, mm. um, cool. I'm looking forward to telling you like building my business though. Yeah. Cause I think go for it. Don't let me cut time. you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're perfect. Yeah. Is, I'm having the best time. Oh, good. Um, so I would say, you know, for me, where where I ended up doing is after working on that startup is who gets this culture thing right? I read mm-hmm. a white paper that Accenture had put yep. out, and I'm like, I want to work there. Mm-hmm. And at the and and this has come and gone, but there was something called a list server. Mm-hmm. Use their Accenture email address to sell their car, mm. and um, I'm like, oh, I'm going to reach out to this person. So I reached out to that person, happened to have a lot of influence. I was working at Accenture in a week. Wow. Um, now, Accenture had, a, there was a lot of bumps in the road once I was in. And they, but what was cool about Accenture is you got to do a lot of things. They challenged you in a big way. You, you, you know, they, they actually, when they're giving you feedback, most of it is how are you going to develop? Here's the places where you have, like, you're not meeting the mark, let's say, right, in order to move to the next level. Right. So being able to take that in in the beginning was like, ouch. Everyone all my career has been telling me how amazing I am. Why are you telling me <laughs> all these things? So there was some real adjustments to being able to be good at hearing like what's what's less than ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Where's their skill gaps? Right. So I now have built that muscle, but I didn't have it then. Now I crave it. Mm. I've actually gone to the other extreme. But so often I think we want someone to tell us that we're amazing, right? And so I think for me right now, it's harder when people dig deep enough and care enough to actually take the time to tell you what you're not doing well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really big gift. Yeah, absolutely. Feedback is an opportunity. Yeah. I think you have to grow that muscle though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yep. Yep. So anyways, during my time at Accenture, I learned like tons. And one of the big takeaways that I would have for your listeners is People in Accenture get a lot of opportunity. Sometimes they go into things and they think I'm going to love this and they don't. Sometimes they go into it and think 
I'm not going to like it and they love it and the flip-flop, right? So I think the more experiences where you try things and get a chance to figure out what, 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 what really is it like and do you really like it or not like it, right? What, um, and, and understanding, I think, you know, like what, what is the getting in the way, right? If you can right. figure that out. Um, so after four years there, I, I thought, well, I think I'm going to head out on my own. I don't exactly know. I left without a job again. That would be my third time. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, so, you're, so you're certainly a risk taker, calculated risk taker. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up. I don't think that that at all. Hmm. I don't. And by the time I leave, it's, it's kind of something I, I, I ponder within myself. I feel it coming and it's not a choice. Hmm. Yeah, you have to. It really is a choice. It doesn't right. feel like I'm making a choice. And I and I I would say each time I leave, I have this big shift because I use it as an opportunity to take a big leap and grow myself. Right. That's awesome. But a lot of people wouldn't do that though. So I think you're just listening to your uh, to your gut. You know, following your heart, following your your the things you're seeing either within your organization or about yourself and what, what you need right in your career. I don't know. Seem. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's like time to do the next thing versus, um, and that's a feeling right. Versus a, um, just going to throw caution in the wind and I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. And you know, you're just, you know, one, one, you know, you, you're jumping out, out the the plane without your parachute or, or, um, I don't know, bad, yeah, anal- I- bad analogy, but I feel like you, you know, you have a self-awareness of the opportunity and within yourself of creating that next opportunity. I don't know. Yeah. I think that what I wished, um, kind of coming back to that is, you know, when, when you, one of the topics you had is mentorship, mm-hmm. mentors. I did not like, I did not work on that at all. I think that that would have been really helpful. Like I had these pivots, but I don't think that along my career that I thought about I kind of think of it as two, two things. So I don't think I had thought about mentors. And then the other thing is I've recently come to know this idea of sponsorship mm-hmm. where people sponsor you in your career. And I kind of think that I didn't know it at the time, but Christy sponsored me to getting into that technology training, right? They actually like help you get into something that you couldn't without them. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm, I'm overgeneralizing, but there's certain genders do it better than others. And I think it's something that I wish I'd have understood both of those more, leverage them more. Mm. Because there was a lot of discomfort in some of the lessons learned. 
And I wish I'd have had someone to kind of talk to about that. Um, right. Yeah. I think that that would have been really, really helpful. Um, certainly, you know, where I'm at is I've been independent for 10 years and my goal was to really go out and like, I'm going to speak. I love it. I want to do it. I want to travel the world. Hmm. So, and it's been interesting navigating that. And what's happened is even though I talk about like, I'm always going after like this next thing, people from my prior who knew my capabilities would be like, would you go do this project? Mm -hmm. It's only six months. And then it would be 14. And, (laughs) um, and, but what I have figured out is um, there are skill gaps that I needed to figure out in that running your own business, you know, it seems like it's, um, you know, just lovely, right? Right. Cut and dry. Rewarding and, right. And I, I mean, I think that there's different skills that you need to run a business mm-hmm. and without those skills and understanding, you know, like how to sell, how to write a proposal. Uh, I mean, I'm just giving you some examples. Yeah. Um, so I wish like if I, you know, it was like, what, what would education look like? It would have all those critical thinking, problem solving. Blah, blah. But it was also like, how do you run a business? Mm-hmm. It would be, a, would be really a part of the, of the curriculum so that you're like, you, you may not enjoy learning how to read a financial statement. And I, I'm still like, that's something I could grow in for sure. Right. right. A million percent. But I think that those are things that I wish that I'd, that I'd had a piece of everything that you need to understand in running a business, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not really good at marketing, right? And I, I now I actually think, oh my gosh, that's like you can have the best thing ever. But if marketing isn't working, yep. no one knows. Yep. Yep. And uh, so I've, I feel like big gaps for me because a lot of those things were like handled. And even though I understood business, I didn't really think, you know, about what would I need to be, you know, or surround myself with. Right. Mm -hmm. I I think, um, you know, you've got to decide what size business you're going to run. And most of us are not like, just like, Oh, okay. I'm just going to have a big team. Um, Yep. Where, yep. where does that money come from? So, yeah. um, so for me, I think that that I've learned even more things about myself in trying to run my own business versus being in a role. Yeah. About, um, you know, there is grit, grit, and perseverance are even more intense of a demand in running a business. Right. I think. And, you know, how, how good are you at like flipping from one hat to the next? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd say the other thing is that now you have to um, evaluate priorities. Right. Right. And, how good are you at that when it's your business versus someone else's dime? 
Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So there's there's different skills I think that are needed. So I think that um, I would if I would I would encourage people to to have these skills and then you can take them in either direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's a few of the things that I, I hope your listeners will find interesting. Yeah, no, uh, well, the whole, whole career path is interesting. I'm sure I'm, I'm hoping everybody listening will find it engaging as I have. Um, and I'm hearing like a lot of opportunities for, uh, growth among a person who's looking to explore this type of career um, in either technology or setting out as a consultant and um, working, working for oneself. And so to stay on the thread real quick, would you, would you recommend that um, let's say a class, uh, a school doesn't have business entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship classes, per se, would you recommend a student, uh, high school age, college, even middle school, like explore that, um, in a low cost format, a startup format, um, find an opportunity in their community looking for, uh, something they can sell, learning marketing firsthand, learning the ins and outs of running a business, creating either a service or a product and putting it to market. Or would it be um, maybe something less, would a, would a secondary alternative project be that's something less uh, risky or less um, uh, cost up front or even for a lack of an idea, just getting into a, a business type class on, you know, one of the online platforms or in their local community. Um, would you recommend that? Or am I like, yeah, I think it's a couple of things. Mm-hmm. One is, I mean, I think, I think the education system is moving in a direction, right? They're 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 really looking to alter what the education will look like, but that's going to take quite some time. Yeah. So I think that it would be advantageous. I think for both the ideas that you presented, one is look for other ways to experience it and learn. So I'd say, you know, you can go look for classes. I mean, there's so many online even opportunities. Yep, right? exactly. And then, you know, I, I know this is going to be a weird analogy, but I, I, did, I just, Girl Scout cookies or Boy Scout, well, I don't know what they sell. <laughs> Boy Scout cookies, I don't know. Maybe they both sell them. Um, but but that, could, that by itself is like, kind of a business. And I'll tell you why, man, I sold some, some things and, and turns out that my brother was eating some of my inventory. Boy, was that a problem? (laughs) Um, in the end, I I think my mother like had like $120 in cookies, um, that she had to pay for. So, so there it's simple things. Like I don't think you have to be like, it's huge. It's, Yep. Look for yep. look for opportunities, and I'd say, um, you know, it's funny because I think that parent you can parents are in so a lot a lot of them are in roles. Like I think have a different kind of discussion 
with your parents, right? Because I don't think that it feels like there's like a separation so often. Yeah. But maybe your parents, your parents' friends, right? Like, well, what's that like? What do you, you know what I mean? Like, explore it and say, and think about like, if you were to sell something, like, how would you sell it? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, I think that people use it like a brother and a sister, right? Like, I'll do this if you'll do that, right? Um, yep. I, you know, something I think along those lines, I'd say the more you can, I mean, like those listening skills, like mm-hmm. I'm, that's going to be so hard, right? But I think the listening, like even saying, right, put, put down all technology and really listen and, and just trying to exercise that and, and be like, and maybe even, you know, common business practices, you kind of say, this is what I heard. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to phrase it like that, but. Um, it works though. It works. Yeah. Or just say, well, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or just, um, so I think that you can find ways with your friends or your family or I don't know, even. I don't know, the homeless person, uh, you know, trying to understand that situation. I think that there's creative ways that are no cost and, um, and give you a chance to practice. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a great addition to, to what, what, what I mentioned too. I totally, uh, agree with that. I mean, there's just, those are no cost, and they hit on the most, one of the most important skills we already talked about the listening and the empathizing skills. Um, well done. I like that. So yeah, but can I hear one final thing? I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you another question. Go for it. Yep. <laughs> I just, you know, as I think about it, I, I want the, your listeners to know, like I am now participating in, in as board of directors of organizations. Yep. I didn't have that vision, right? Yep. It wasn't, but I think that sometimes now that people are thinking way ahead, right? Like I want that. Mm-hmm. And I would not be capable of doing that if I hadn't had this whole journey. Yeah. So let yourself, I would say, like do all these deep things so that you bring a lot of richness by the time you're at whatever role yep. um, further in your career. But the richness is, I feel like I can really contribute because I stumbled a lot and had wins. And, um, and so I just, I just wanted to say that, like, even when they practice, right. Mm-hmm. It's not going to always go like they thought. Right. Right. The homeless person might be like, I am not interested in having a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's why I brought that up. No, but that's, that's a perfect point too, because, um, you know, you, you can't come out of college or a vocation, you know, and, and expect to be, um, to know it all and to be a, you know, the senior leader, um, or, or have another, you know, even higher title than that without doing some work, you know, without having some experience, without gaining insight into the, either content or industry or, uh, 
let's call it wisdom for a lack of a better word. Um, but I think that's what allows, uh, you know, one to grow into those, those other sought after, uh, positions like being on a board or, um, you or what the, the one person, you know, the, the person in question being, uh, tapped to do that, you know, Hey, there's this opportunity. We'd love to have you as part of our board. You know, you bring a lot to the table, you know, there's your resume starts to speak for it and your reputation word of mouth starts to speak for itself. Right. I think, I think that, you know, it, I think what we're trying, what we're saying is we're, you know, you, you can't come out of uh, school expecting it all there on a silver platter, you know, and, you know, um, I think that's a good valid point that you make. Yeah. I know you had another question. I did. So I see that, you know, within your, your own consulting industry or excuse me, consulting firm, um, there's a lot of different industry partners that you've worked with or for and, uh, you know, big companies, Schwab, Merrill Lynch, Bank of America, Kraft, Nestle, City of Chicago, Northwest Community Hospital, to name a few. So your work is so diverse. So I guess it's kind of hard to say or to answer the question of what does your day look like? What does your week look like? Um, because I imagine with all the various clients as diverse as that list, um, but maybe there's a common thread where you could show us what, or explain to us what you do today for, for the, for your clients. Sure. I think that, um, I'm in another one of those transitions, right? These mm-hmm. pivots mm-hmm. and I embrace those. I think that those are exciting. Um, and I believe that I'm going to be kind of multi-threading, right? And that I don't think I'll have like just a single role. So there's a couple things that I see myself undertaking right now. One is, you know, I go back to that cultural change that we talked about and I've created a tool, a simple tool so that problem solving can function very differently across an organization. It takes problems off the leader's place, but it also really allows people who are experiencing problems to have the opportunity to elevate that and be part of the solution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is so powerful. That to me is the single most powerful thing an organization can do. So I'm going to be taking that forward. And that's what my, my business is going to be. It's going to be speaking on that and it's going to be consulting to organizations on that. The other thing that I'm giving consideration to is that the demand for the type of role that I had inside a uh, corporations about how to bring all things together. Mm-hmm. There's a new role that surfaced that that's being titled like chief of staff. And it's really like, how, you know, like how do you take all this change and having it um, be successful to have it all come together and, you know, I'm often about bringing very different types of things together. Like the merger integrations that I've done are often small and big, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they function like their worlds are different. Um, so I'm exploring taking on, on that role. And um, 
I want to continue to evolve contributing in a board role and continue to um, instruct fitness. Fitness, um, we didn't touch upon that a lot, but I have to tell you what has been most important. One is that it's, that's threaded through my entire career. It's great from a balance perspective. It was also where I found most of my good friends and a lot of business opportunities. So um, I just think it creates, you know, just incredible opportunity. But the biggest thing is that when I walk into a classroom and lead it, I, I mean, that's where I, it, that's such a great place for me to get energy, but mm-hmm. it's allowed me to walk in any room and be able to lead a group. And so I've done that thousands and thousands of times because exercise, you know, leading, leading fitness classes has, you just never know who's going to be there. You never know what kind of problems you're going to have within it. So it's, it's been, there's, there's no one I would not have a conversation with at this point. Um, right. right. And so it's, it, those, those other experiences that, you know, like you, that you have some passion for, I think funnel right back into what you do. I 100% agree with that. It's uh, not, doesn't only, and not only, excuse me, comes up in uh, many other interviews with many other um, super well-known, you know, executives and whatnot, but they all have a routine where they, you know, get up in the morning or they end their day with uh, working out and, and, or meditation. And it's, um, yeah, it grounds people and it, you know, whether working out in the form of, in your case, teaching fitness classes, cause you're working out while you're leading it, which is awesome and amazing in it, in itself. Um, or just solo runs or, you know, hikes or, biking, whatever it may be, you know, gym, you know, so I think everybody, uh, not everybody, but the, the majority of people that we hear about in pop culture or on typical mainstream media executives that are being interviewed, they all have, um, habits, daily habits that are, that touch upon that. Um, and it creates that space for, you know, mental clarity Our we, our brains and our bodies are meant to move. Right. And it's, it's, uh, super valuable for for us as a human <laughs> i realized i didn't answer your question it's okay well day or week like was the okay. question i went into a whole different realm it's all right um, you know, it, it was a good tangent go I, for it yeah i do prioritize the fitness mm-hmm. um and it is my meditative state mm-hmm. and it's my learning state yeah. so part of the time i'm doing nothing while i do it and part of the time i'm i'm picking up a podcast and, and using that time. And so when I, the podcasts that I energize me, Mm -hmm. make me feel excited for the day. So I, I have that. And then I, then it's the email. Um, And then whatever actions I have to accomplish. Um, so that would be more of what I guess my how I organize my structure mm-hmm. for, my, for for my work and and life. 
Um, so that might, that gives you a little insight, I guess. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And I, you, you did touch on it earlier too, you know, with the, the managing the business aspect, those skills that you hit on earlier with the finances and writing proposals and, and not only, um, the emails that you just mentioned now going, going back and forth, uh, with clients, but the, the marketing as well, like getting your message out there and how do people find you and learn about your work and contact you. So with that, actually, how can we contact you? Where can, where can someone go to learn more about your work, uh, about your organization, your, your consulting company, um, or, reach out to you to ask you any other specific questions? I'm going to make this very simple. Go for so, it. On LinkedIn, if you look for Patricia Jones, I'm wearing red. I'll always be wearing red in my photo. <laughs> I'm here in Chicago today. Um, you can look for Connected Arrows, but as you know from this uh, discussion, that may change <laughs> at some point. But um, hopefully LinkedIn will live on. One of the things that I love about the tool is as people navigate to different parts of the world and navigate, you know, different roles. Um, you can sometimes figure that out because of LinkedIn, but mostly they can find you. Yeah. Right? I like it. I think it's, it's, um, it's, it's a perfect way. Uh, and then today you can look for me at connected arrows. Um, and, uh, I would love to have re- people reach out. I'd love to hear what's on their mind. Awesome. Thank you for your generosity. This has been super fun and interesting and just a wealth of knowledge um, and interesting stories for us to, to listen to. So really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Adam.